Welcome to Teach Simple Podcast, where we focus on providing simple solutions in the classroom. Teach Simple, a podcast that believes simplicity is the ultimate sophistication. We're dropping gems, family. My brother Calvin Nellum is keeping it simple for the culture. Education, politics, science, physics, he's talking about it all. Just keep it simple for our brother, man. Teach Simple Podcast. Enjoy, family. Welcome to T Simple Podcast. We focus on providing simple solutions in the classroom. Um, I have Miss Carla Williamson with us. She is the deputy manager uh, in my district in Detroit. Uh, she is a leader. She is a proud native of Detroit. Uh, she's on the T Simple Podcast. How are you doing today? I'm great. I'm great. Thanks for having me. Excellent. And she has an amazing set of eyeglasses, a variety of different colors and you know, she has this amazing website she probably goes to that's like a plug and she gets like six at a time, right? <laughs> you know, yeah. it's COVID time. So you gotta, you know, you gotta change up your own space. Self-care is everything. And if I could change my look and change my feeling, change my day, I could change somebody else. So self-care is number one. Whatever you have to do to do that for yourself, you should apply some time there. Absolutely, absolutely. Reminds me of my mother, reminds me of my wife. They both wear glasses as well. So uh, a lot of blue black cases around everywhere. But anyways, <laughs> how you doing today, Miss Carla? Oh, I'm wonderful. I'm wonderful. How you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. You know, I was walking around the neighborhood just trying to like not establish my presence, but you know, just let people know like I'm here and just getting out more because everybody's opening up and it felt good. It feels good, you know, but it's just so much work to do, but I'm ready though. It is a lot of work out there, but you know, that's what um, being a neighbor, a homeowner, a, a renter, just um, getting in your community, kind of knowing what it looks like, what it feels like, what looks like is correct and what looks out of sort. You can't do that from your window. You got to get out yeah. there and get in it, you know, get involved. And so I'm glad you took some time to do that. Yeah, absolutely. And one thing I just really appreciate is that when the neighbors see me, like they feel really proud. Like sometimes they don't even know me. They, they may know that I'm a teacher, but they're like, thank you. You know, we appreciate you being here. And it's not like to toot my own horse, but it's like, you know, I'm definitely here to help. And I think people see that as well. So, yeah, absolutely. So, um, so what, let's talk about a little bit about your role. You know, you work for the, uh, the city, you work for the mayor. Um, what, what is the deputy manager specifically? And uh, what do you want people to know about your job? So the Department of Neighborhoods um, is established under the administration uh, of our mayor, and it's a three-part team. So it's myself, the manager of the um, of the district, then I have a deputy manager who's Kaya Robertson, and then we have a business liaison who is Tanisha Johnson. So the three of us um, build block clubs. We mitigate blight. Our goal is to make it look and feel like it should. Um, and that means to remove all different types of blight. Blight could yep. be illegal dumping, but it also could be noise. It could be cars speeding down your street. It could be gutters hanging down, barbecue grills in the front yard. You know, there are so many types of blight. 
So our goal is to educate and then to make sure people come into compliance. Sometimes it's a little bit longer than, than we'd like it to be, but it's a learning curve. So, you know, sometimes people don't do because they don't know. And sometimes yeah. people don't do because you haven't encouraged them to do. So that's what we do. Um, our goal, as I said, is to educate. So any initiatives that come through, any opportunities that come through for residents, we want to be that um, first branch to explain to them what's available and how they can apply those resources to their own household. Absolutely, absolutely. And you all have a current campaign right now, a Motor City, Motor, Motor City Makeover. Could you maybe elaborate on that a little bit more and you know, how can people be more involved Absolutely. So it's not even just Motor City Makeover. Now it's Motor City Makeover 365 because, you know, Detroit has all seasons and different seasons bring about different types of energy, if you will. So in the wintertime, you know, it's all covered up. You can't really see it. But when the snow goes away, uh, it's everywhere. It's like, whoa, what happened? Yeah. So Motor City Makeover starts in May um, as a kickoff, um, but it's really something that we're encouraging neighbors to do 365 days. So Motor City Makeover happens um, with intentionality one weekend out of the month for each district. Ours has already passed. We were the first one and uh, ours was on May the 1st. But each weekend, um, districts are encouraged to get their block clubs together, a couple neighbors together, and beautify an area um, that will enhance your visual quality of life. So it could be cleaning up, it could be planting, it could be removing, it could be any sort of things. But if you're interested in signing up for Motor City Makeover 365, you can do that on the city's website, which is DetroitMI.gov. And then you want to go to MotorCityMakeover.org. You can see that as um, soon as you pull it up. Uh, and then you just register. Uh, when we first kick it off in May, we give a few supplies. We don't have enough supplies to do your whole project, but we have enough yeah. to start you off. Gloves, yard waste bags, and regular contractor bags. Um, and then we have a few dumpsters each um, district so that people have larger projects can accumulate it like that. So it just beautifies the city. And as I said, if you have projects that go on, we want to hear about them. Our um, next application for Motor City Makeover will be our Flower Day. And so you can register yeah. now for Flower Day. That's yeah. uh, still register under the same MotorCityMakeover.org, but you go under Flower Day. And that initiative is actually kicked off by Keep Detroit Beautiful which is an initiative locally, but it's also a Keep America Beautiful and a Keep yeah. Michigan Beautiful. Um, so if you're interested in signing up for Flower Day and you're a registered block club, please go to MotorCityMakeover.org, go under the Flower Day tab and register. We will be uh, distributing flowers on June the 5th, which is next Saturday. Uh, yeah, I'm make sure I sign up for that right now. Um, okay. Yeah, absolutely. This is just a dynamic that people, um, so, you know, I'm in the education field and, uh, you know, I see a lot of teachers come and go and whenever they come back after they leave, especially particularly my school, they always say like Detroit is very special, right? You know, you have a lot of people who are career driven, right? You know, people trying to get up the ladder, but he says like, you, you'll never, you always find people in Detroit that care, like people that care about other people, people that care about making things better, right? There's no ulterior motives. And I definitely felt that when I first got here. Um, I felt that 
the city was going to accept whatever skills that I was going to bring. And if I came at with the, you know, with the effectiveness, if I came at that with the professionalism, it would really benefit me and the city. Um, whenever I'm doing something that benefits the city and it changes, I immediately get like a, a instant just gratification. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know if, but I was, uh, I, I made a complaint about like, uh, just, you know, a way, uh, Bank of America was being handled. I called, made a complaint and they fixed it. And I felt so powered, you know, just, you know, just like seeing the change, like seeing it. Right. Mm -hmm. It lets you know, like how powerful and like how, if you do have the right intentions, you can actually do, you can inflict change. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, so we have a um, we have an app that people can put on their phone or on their um, computer called Improve Detroit. And it kind of is the same, goes under the same premise you just offer. Like if you see it, you can report it right then. You can do it anonymously or you can report it with your email address so that they will respond to you. It, they have over 50 categories. You know, if yeah. it's a deceased animal in the street, if it's a catch basin, a light out, you know, Everybody doesn't see the same thing at the same time, but when you see it, if you can report it directly to a department, then you know that they're on it. You're not waiting on a good time to get a person and they hear your message. So we're improving things and Improve Detroit helps you do that. So I'm really glad that you got an immediate gratification. I'm glad that it happened yeah. the way that it was supposed to happen, that city services work for you because we want them to work for residents. That's how you build your city. You know, that's how you empower uh, and entice people to come into your space. So that's great. And it, it gives confidence in the system, right? Um, I think the biggest thing or some issues is that sometimes people feel like their voices aren't being heard. Therefore, they don't trust in the system. Therefore, they don't participate in the system. Therefore, they don't have any representation. Uh, when I was watching the the Dungan, uh, Mayor Dungan's just kind of like a uh, blueprint of the the budget of what he's going to do with the, the federal money, it was a very interesting dynamic. And he actually pointed it out. And that really kind of really made me like really kind of respect him a lot more, definitely, where I don't know if you know, but it was like a category. It was like a we can spend it on park and recreation. We can spend it on housing development. We can spend it on integrational poverty. We can spend it on uh, public safety. And he just was like, So I got accepted into this teaching fellowship and for me in college, I was really, really torn between becoming a scientist and doing something really impactful in my life. And I wanted to do something impactful, but I didn't know what that was. And so college was really hard. And then I found this teaching program and I realized I love teaching. I love teaching science. I love making science simple. And so I felt that if I had the opportunity to teach in the area that possibly needed it, then maybe I can empower, right? And so for me, as a Pan-African, I'm all about empowering black people. And I felt that, you know, Detroit is like another chocolate city, you know? So maybe I can come in and empower somehow through education. What I've learned is that you have to always read both sides of history. You know, there's one part and then there's another part. And uh, growing up, you know, Detroit, like other cities, they have a lot of stigmas, right? They have a lot of, you know, just things that are put out there by certain institutions to get you to establish a mindset. And you take that mindset and you act off it, right? No matter if it's true or not. But because I am a scholar, because I am an intellectual, I wanted to really study the other side. So I learned about white flight. I learned that uh, Detroit was one of the richest places, not just in the country, but in the world. 
you know? I learned that the first black middle class was here, right? And so realizing that the tale of two cities, one was being told and the other one was being hidden, and I found that other one, I learned that this city is full of royalty, you know what I'm saying? Purple royalty. And when I see the people here, all I see is I see their heritage. I see, I see the royalty in them. And even if they don't see it, I try to um, manifest it into what it might be and I try to do that with my kids especially when I'm with my kids when I see their names I see their beautiful different names you know I just I just love their heritage you know and I just want to as people were voting right they were coming in calling you know giving their voices he was like man this is really surprising he's like I just realized that the people who probably will vote for into inter excuse me intergenerational poverty they probably don't even have the resources to be on this call right now Right. Like he, he was like, he was like, dang, like, do you just see how like crazy that dynamic is? And he also started pointing out about the digital divide because a lot of people were picking like getting their houses, getting grants to fix their houses up over getting like widespread bar broadband for kids and just in general. And mm -hmm. he just was saying like, uh, I, like, I think people need to be educated more. And as people started voting on like, you know, broadband and, and uh, uh, closing the digital divide, he started, more people started voting for it because they got educated on it, right? Mm -hmm. So how important is just like being present, right? So you, your voices can be heard and how important is education with just trying to, you know, get everything back to, you know, improve the city in general? Oh, I just think you hit it on the head. Like education is everything. It, it's not really education to make you choose one way or the other. It's education so that you have the tools to choose one way or the other. And so, um, you know, the biggest thing about the mayor's conversation on um, May the 25th uh, was that this is not his idea. This is a proposal of how funds can be spent. And I think that's what's most important. He was not saying this is what we will do. He was asking, what would you do? And if we broke it into these six pots, inclusive of what you offered, uh, intergenerational poverty, um, the, the, the digital divide, um, mentorship through seniors and the like, um, what is your priority? But then what are you willing to take money from? Yeah. That's a real conversation. You know, even if you were budgeting for your own household, how much do you have? What is your priority? And what are you willing to sacrifice in order to get it? So we'll be having several conversations so that we can get everybody's input. There will be a um, survey that will be available June the 1st through the 30th for people to um, add what their priority is versus what they feel like we could take a little bit of money from. So just remember, it's not saying that it's not important to you, right. but if you had to take a little bit of money from it, where would it come from? And we need to know both of your answers. You know, some people say, well, I don't want to talk about where I'm going to take it from. I just know you need to do this. Well, we don't want that, though. We want a balance. What would yeah, you do and what would realistic. you sacrifice? Yeah. It's, it's not so realistic. People, yeah, people will be able to go on uh, DetroitMI.gov um, slash ARPA, which is the American Rescue plan act so they'll be able to do that and hopefully we'll get a, a lot of surveys completed from di uh, district one because we'd like to know what do you think you know the other thing is different neighborhoods need an application of different things mm. and so i would not imagine that the survey is going to show the same in every district because right. every district is different but as you said educating on all of the components so that people can make a real 
decision based on what they feel is most necessary in the space that they occupy. And I really appreciate um, him saying, um, hold on real quick. appreciate I don't know if you remember the caller but she was very kind of frustrated and she was saying like why are you making us pick right he she was saying you know there should be a separate fund and we shouldn't have to do this and she was just kind of making a statement of like you know why why are you make it's problematic that's what she said and he just was like this is, I do this every day like I have to make these decisions every single day he was like I have to be pragmatic I have to be realistic and you know we have to make these tough decisions and I think that is the disconnect sometimes is like because that's also education as well like political education and understanding like the reality of budgets and if you're not you know if you don't understand the replication because he was like this is against the law like I can't even I can't even do it like the way you wanted me to do it. you know just like understanding that a lot of things can just be more clear but having that form was amazing so my question is and I kind of just answered it is why can't we solve every problem like why can't we solve everything you know it's just impossible <laughs> you know i feel like as soon as you solve one thing then you just created something else it's kind of like what we're talking about right we pull from this mm -hmm. at, at the expense of that so you know can everything be more efficient can things be more effective i think absolutely can we remove every problem and eh, we're humans i don't know i i feel like we're coming up with problems every day because we're different so it yeah. might not be a problem at all to me where it's driving you crazy you know so efficiency effectiveness i think should be our focus um and not the removal of you know sometimes mm -hmm. when things are not so comfortable it's actually the best time to journey through it so so mm -hmm. efficiency and effectiveness would be um what i would hope we're able to get through uh get to and then the other thing is when you're talking about millions of dollars you know you almost have to really think about a $20 bill because you go too far too fast you can't really even conceptualize what that is mm -hmm. so um, and I'm not taking away from anybody's personal wealth you they may be able to understand you know 500 million dollars and how you apply that for me I need to really think about that $20 bill or that $100 bill and how I would spread it to get to what I need in order to have longevity in my space so we really want people to think about what these years will look like and spending this money because it's also not a coffer of money right it's right. not like oh it's just gonna sit here whenever you need it you could just take a little bit that's not how it goes right. these are funds in order to assist cities and states in restabilizing themselves after uh, COVID-19 and I don't even know if it's after COVID-19 it just happens to be right now in COVID-19 yeah. because we're still moving um across through and bending around COVID-19 yeah absolutely 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 so what does a w look like for uh miss williamson being a deputy manager what does a win look like you what is a, a a day that is a win what does that look like for you okay so um a win for our office uh i'm the manager of the office we have a deputy and we have the business liaison but i really like us all to move in, in tandem as one team 
So a win for me is representation on every block, in every community, within every neighborhood. Um, and I think that that's a learning curve for people, block, community, and neighborhood. Uh, and I guess neighborhood and community could be interchangeable, but um, you need to know who's around you first on each right. side of your house, and then you can go to the next block or over a block. Mm. So that would be a win for me uh, to yeah. be able to activate on uh, one touch of a button, a representative on every street um, that is in the district, and then to have that broader base for the community, um, which you know, our, our, our neighborhood may be a, a couple miles, but our community may be these four blocks or right. our block club may be these four blocks. So building that, um, I think will strengthen just the human dynamic of, yeah. of the city of Detroit. And then, um, as I said, self-care is really big for me. So self-care, I think will kind of, I'll use the word ooze. It'll kind of ooze out and... So I'm Kelly Sullivan. I'm a first year teacher. And the reason why I teach is because I had someone pour into me. And so it's my duty, my obligation, my calling to pour into others. For me, it's always one, those kids are me or were me. Um, and if it wasn't for my community, my tribe, where would I be? Um, to me, teaching isn't just uh, a job, right? It, it's a passion, but it's also, it's a calling. And the impact of black teachers in America. Lastly, Urban Teacher stands in solidarity with communities across the country who have fought this issue and dealt with this issue for a generation. Our goal is to create a generational movement focused on accelerating the rate at which we add and include black teachers in our schools. To um, the care of the space that we occupy, you know, if, if you feel better, then you'll probably manicure your lawn better. You'll yeah. probably maintain your the structure of your property better. You know, just just those small things to continue to build uh, true neighborhood safety and belonging. You know, I, I grew up in a space where I was in the same household my whole life. I know everybody around my block. And most of uh, my childhood friends whose parents, like mine, are deceased, uh, we're occupying their house. So that's community for me. That's generational wealth. That's right. being familiar with a face and a space. And, um, and I think that that's a win for District 1 and for the team that represents the mayor's office. Yeah, and it's not hard to do neither. Um, you know, just really knowing your neighbors and doing it incrementally. Um, I think that is very impactful because you can have an amazing campaign, but if you don't have a strong, just community, like an authentic relationship with the community, you know, you know, it's not going to be the same outcome. Excellent. Excellent. I really appreciate this. Um, you definitely, definitely, I, you love your city and I have much respect for that. And, you know, you're making me love it more too, because you said something about like going outside and like, that was really, really powerful. So thank you for that. How important, like how should, so, because actually watching the meeting, I was kind of getting frustrated because a lot of people weren't, I feel like there was a lot of investment in like personal things, respectfully, right? Because a lot of people should get to reap the benefits of their properties. People should get mini grants so they can take care of their houses and get that. And I get it, you know, 
but I just felt like there wasn't a lot of like youth investment, you know, when people were saying, you know, oh, well, I'll take it, take the take away from the the uh, parks and recreation. And I just was like, get in my head. I was like, oh my God, what about the kids? You know, what about the millennials, right? You know, what about the, not not just like the millennials, but just the, mm-hmm. you know, the Gen Z. What, what happens when we invest in our kids and why should we, you know? Um, I come from a recreational background. My, my undergraduate degree is in place. So I'm really into it, right? My, I'm into the theory behind it. I'm into how it changes um, pretty much your molecular structure. Uh, when you're healthy, not, I'm not just talking about cardio, I'm talking about mentally healthy. If you like to read books, then that's your play. If you like to walk, that's your play. If you like to dance, that's your play. Um, and so it's always going to be at the benefit of a city to have a feeder group of true leaders. And, and you know, the playground is where you, where you learn your coming up. And so, you know, you, you understand your environment, you understand your tone, your peers um, pretty much regulate how much you're going to bulldoze over them or not. Mm. And so I think that it's, it's very important. And on the, with that, I like to say that COVID-19 should have given people an opportunity to stand still. And uh, in standing still, I hope that they found some similarities in their household. I hope that they were able to reconnect with their children and spouses because the work in the school day takes that away from us, where COVID put us all in the house. So to the extent that people can rebuild their own brand, um, get more active outside, um, add more to their schedule, pay more attention to their own birth death line, like what did you get accomplished? Then I think parks and recreation will just kind of come out of all of us. You know, if you go to Belle Isle now, if you go on the Riverwalk, it's very diverse. It's people, not just diversity in color uh, or ethnicity and like that, I'm talking about diversity in mobility. Some people are walking, some people skateboarding, some people are on the electric skateboard, some people are skating, some people are biking and running. So we're interacting differently. And so even though we may take some money from parks or recreation, I still think it's an opportunity for faith-based organizations, civic organizations, especially schools, to kind of take over the lead and, and really begin to, to produce young leaders way younger than a millennial, you know. Uh, my grandson plays football. He's a leader. He shows his leadership on the field and how he conducts himself. So, you know, families need to find those pockets that are going to best take their children to their, to their personal best and um, attach themselves accordingly through each yeah. season, through each season. We have four seasons, so, you know, there's no need to be still worried about, you know, maybe baseball when the ice skating rink right. is open. Get out there, bundle up, and, and get it done. Learn a little bit about everything so you can always be included in everything and in, in anything. Yeah. I love it. I love it. The sky's the limit. I got a real Detroiter, a West Sider in the <laughs> building. She's telling you to get up and do it because you can do it as long as you got the right intention. Um, mm-hmm. Ms. Carla, what, what do you want people to get from the podcast? So I, I learned this from my supervisor. His name is Ray Solomon. He's the general manager of um, the Department of Neighborhoods. And I would leave with every parent and every child. People do what you inspect, not what you expect. 
you know, and right now while kids are virtually learning, I wish I could just hug them all because they got a bum deal. You know, we weren't as ready as we could have been where there are other states that virtual is what they do and they grab COVID like it was nothing. So, you know, if you're a student listening, keep your head up. This year might have been rough, but you got this. You got to remember everything that's inside of you right now so you can take this to the next level. And if you're a parent that is not working and you're at home now, the, the teacher, give yourself a pat on the back for whatever you've been able to do because you got it done. You also had to make the adjustment. And then for that parent that's working with school age and non-school age children in their household you know you just keep on self-caring because there's no roadmap to it you've got to make sure you're taking an intentional break for yourself and then you've got to take a deep breath for your children that are trying to adjust to a system that we just really weren't prepared for so like i said people do what you inspect not what you expect And I would just encourage everyone to push their own level of personal expectation to the next round, to the next layer, so that you can get there too, you know? Everybody can get there. Everybody has their own speed, but get there. Make it it work for yourself. Very blessed to have you as our district manager. Really, really, really excited for the future. Um, Definitely really happy to be on your team. Um, Where can they find you and what do you all have coming up? Absolutely. Well, you can always reach me um, as far as the email at my name backwards, Williamson, the letter K at DetroitMI.gov. You can also reach out to anything city at DetroitMI.gov. And then District 1 has a meeting every Thursday at 530. We'll actually be going over the American Rescue Plan Act today. It's going to be a 30-minute conversation um, to let people know about the buckets. And then we will poll just a few people because we want to stay within our 30 minutes and be mindful of the meeting. Um, But it's just going to be kind of a walkthrough to let people know how they'll be able to do that survey. in June. So our meetings, as I said, are every Thursday at 530. They're one hour and um, we have different topics. We we speak to millennials on the second Thursday. The third Thursday we do Pathways to Home Ownership. We, you know, Detroit was known as a single family household city. We didn't have a lot of renters. People owned their property and they had a chance to own other property if they chose to do so. So our pathways to home ownership on the third Thursday is to encourage us to get back to where we were. If you could pay rent, you can be a homeowner. The Absolutely. whole point is, can you pay to live where you stay? And if you're paying now, you can pay for it to be yours. And hey. then the fourth Thursday, which is this Thursday, is our general city conversation. Um, as I said today, we will be spending 30 minutes only um, on an overview and uh, some people's opinions about priority and then spaces they would remove funding. So you can can get all of that. Please be there, be square, be there. (laughs) You gotta be there so your voices can be heard. Mm -hmm. Just showing up, just gotta show up. It's so important. Be counted, be counted, because you count, you know, but if you don't open your mouth, if you don't exercise your right, then you will fall victim to somebody else's decision. And why do that? When you could just show up. Ooh. I'm telling you, like it, a caller, like literally after Mayor Duncan said that, 
she was like, there's a un, there was an underrepresentation of people, you know, who are probably in poverty that are not on this line and their voices need to be heard. And just hearing that, I just was like, wow, like, you know, like, it's that deep, you know, you have to be there, you have to be present. And if not, we have to provide the access, like you said, equity is a whole new term we've learned this year. And depending on the district, it can look differently. Uh, but we need to make sure those people who are disenfranchised get those voices so we can, you know, give them what they need. Absolutely. Absolutely. So thank you so much, Ms. Carla. I really, again, appreciate it. you dropped so many gems today. I feel more motivated than I did before. And we're going to get it. We're going to do it. We're already doing it. We're going to keep doing it. We already doing it. That's right. We're going to keep doing it. That's the mantra. Every need, everybody needs to take that. We're from the D. Hey. We've been doing it. We've Absolutely. been doing it. Now the world is watching us doing it. That's all. You know, we're the fifth, we received the fifth largest amount of funding for this rescue plan because we're already moving things. You know, yes. we, we had it already going. So Detroiters have to pat themselves on the back. You in the right place because it's the right place to be. I already know. You ain't got to tell me <laughs> twice. <laughs> all right, sis. Well, thank you so much for coming on Teach Simple Podcast. All righty. My name is Calvin Nellum. I'm a robotics teacher, I'm a student advocate, motivator, educator, but most importantly, I'm all about providing access and equal opportunities for my people. And I think education is that route. I teach in Detroit because it gives me opportunity to be a motivator, educator, and advocate to provide equal opportunities to young people. What motivated me to become a teacher was honestly just following my passion. I love science, I love scholars, I love kids. And I really think, you know, me putting that together, teaching, you know, really was that path. And so that's why I became a teacher. Educate, grow, Elevate. To learn more, visit teach313.org.